the circle of life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and play a game of tic-tac-toe once in a while, you may not be prepared for global thermal nuclear war, or something like that, on this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, distinctions, scanning for the Lion King. 1994. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 114-114, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover there is also a Patreon link if you would like to be one of our awesome patrons who financially support the show. Uh, and you can join them alongside Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holsauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, Michael Kelso, Diego Avila, The Feel and Film Podcast, and a secret patron as well. Thank you all so much for helping keeping the, help keeping the show going. Uh, my name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and dig Darth's dulcet dialogue. And I predicted that The Lion King would be a classic movie. What's dulcet mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, I laugh so much because this is actually peek behind the curtain. This is our second take at this uh, recording. Uh, silly me forgot to press record last time. So hopefully I, I did this time. That's why you're hearing this. But uh, Paul asked that same question. Dulcet means like nice to listen to, melodic. That's sort of how oh. I'm taking it. I honestly didn't remember from last oh, time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and so you just heard him. That is my good friend and co-host who always joins me, Paul, the master interrupter powers. Hi, Paul. Hello. Uh, Paul, my trivial question for you is this. Frank Welker provide all the lion roars in The Lion King. Not to assume, Even the little one? I guess. Not, not a single recording of an actual lion roaring was used because the producers wanted specific sounding roars for each lion. Okay, that makes sense. Paul, is there a roar of any animal from any film that you would consider the best? Oh, no. There is a right answer to this, by the way. I was about to say the T-Rex from Jurassic <laughs> there Park is go. iconic. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll stick with that for now. All right. Good, good man. Good man. Uh, that's why you're the first mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we are going actually joined by two guest hosts this time. First, I want to introduce, uh, returning back to the show, a many a time, our security officer, Christy Ruiz, my lovely wife. Hello. Hello, Christy. Uh, and before, I'm going to you know, uh, sidestep you, go back to Paul, because I want to ask his prediction for The Lion King. That's oh, nice. why, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I wish I'd remembered before I introduced Christy, but there you go. Oh, my! I predicted before watching Lion King that this movie would be classic. Classic as well. All right. Back to you, Christy. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello, again. <laughs> hello, uh, hello Christy, my trivial question for you is this. Liam Neeson and Timothy Dalton were both considered for the role of Mufasa, but later turned Ooh, it down. Say it again. <laughs> Mufasa. <laughs> it just tingles me. Though, <laughs> though Neeson would later voice a line in the Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and its sequels, um, Christy, between Jones and Neeson, James Earl Jones and Liam Neeson, who do you think makes for a better Lion voice? Or is there someone else that you 
would prefer to be prefer to hear as a lion's voice. Captain Picard. <laughs> that would be an awesome lion. Although I think he'd be a better Aslan than a Mufasa. Okay. Mm. No, I don't. I mean, I think Liam Neeson did great. When I first you heard mean James Earl Jones. I'm talking about for the Lion King. Excuse me, talking. Okay. You said what? lion. Yeah, you said lion. You didn't say Lion King. Let me make my point. When I first heard about the fact that Liam Neeson was going to be the voice of Aslan, I was a little annoyed until I heard him. And then I loved him. And I will always love James Earl Jones as Mufasa because, well, Lion King. Period. End of story. Because <laughs> he's awesome. And, Christy, that's not quite the end of your introduction. What was your prediction for the Lion King? Classic. Classic duh. as well. And we'd like to welcome... I- what Paul? I was about to say it sounds like this is uh, turning a little biased in which way this might be going, Indeed. but we'll have to wait and see. We will. We'd like to welcome to the show for the first time. He's a producer of the Real World Rewind podcast for Real World Theology. He's the host of the Home One Radio podcast. He writes for Christ and Pop Culture, and also argues that Superman is the greatest superhero of all time. Batman. Like you'd like to, oh, here we go. I'd like to welcome for the first time to the show, Blaine Grimes. Hi, Blaine. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to getting to talk about The Lion King and Superman, apparently, <laughs> with, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with everyone. Um, <laughs> and I apologize uh, ahead of time to our listeners because I'm fighting through some sickness right now, so I'm going to be even more annoying to listen to than I normally am. But <laughs> you still were- looking forward to doing this. You were very awesome to listen to last time. I, I wish <laughs> Paul had hit record. Jeez, that guy. Why didn't he do that? Oh, like it's my <laughs> fault. <laughs> but thank you so much again, Blaine, for being so gracious to come back and do a take two with us. Uh, I have a few questions for you to help introduce you to our audience uh, a little bit better. First, Blaine, what do you do for a living? Sure. So right now I'm working on my PhD in film studies. And as a part of that, I get to teach several university courses. And so I'm sort of a teacher and a student at the same time. And that's a whole lot of fun. So that's that's basically nice. what I do for a living. A lot of reading, a lot of writing, a little bit of teaching. Very cool. Uh, and what is your favorite movie genre, Blaine? That's always a tricky thing for me to do, top anything. Mm-hmm. But um, my wife always reminds me that I love really sad and depressing uh, foreign <laughs> films. <laughs> and I don't oh. find them depressing. I find them encouraging and uplifting, but she oh, always okay. tells me that I love sad, depressing movies. So. Nice. A lot of foreign films are sad and depressing, so that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Yeah. Do you think it's because it makes you feel better about where you are in the world? Or <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> that <laughs> oh, makes him sound like a nice person. <laughs> no, we're, the four of us it's, are the 1%. Anyone listening to this podcast most likely is in the 1% because you have a device you can listen now, to. now, welcome to the Retro Viewing Podcast <laughs> oh where we discuss political things <laughs> that piss people off. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> It's fine. It's probably true. Anyway. I just try to make a casual comment. There's no such thing, man. That's oh. <laughs> true. Not in this day and age. No, I do I do think there's there's certainly, you know, a lot of truth to that. And then part of it is just being able to experience a little bit of a different culture and see things oh, yeah, yeah. Um, through someone else's eyes. Um and film is a great way to do that. So Absolutely. that may be part of it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh then Blaine, my trivial question for you is this. Although all the animals are obviously anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic, excuse me, in the film, <laughs> hy- <clears throat> hyenas as the villainous characters were most given the short end of the stick 
from the reality of what hyenas actually are. In fact, spotted hyenas are considered the equal of lions in terms of intelligence and ferocity. They have an equally intricate social structure and are less likely to kill their own kind than lions. Uh, A hyena clan matriarchs allow very little interspecies aggression, for example. Also, while hyenas are portrayed as nearly full scavengers in The Lion King, in reality, lions scavenge the kills of hyenas as much as, if not more so, than hyenas scavenge lion kills. Hmm. Blaine, given all that info, what member of the animal kingdom do you want to see get its cinematic due? I had completely forgotten we did this until you started doing it. So I am going to stick with my same answer from take one, and I, I think I said the Ibex. Oh, yeah. Um, which, is, which is a sort of a mountain goat of sorts that um, they're the best climbers in the world of, of almost any animal. They they climb on these sheer rocks, and they can run on sheer rocks from, uh, from the uh, foxes or wolves that chase, uh, chase them. And the thing that makes me think about them and bring them to mind mm-hmm. is my wife and I have been watching through Planet Earth 2. Yeah, oh, nice. I was just going to um, say. And there's a, there's a great segment in there on Ibex. I think actually in Planet Earth 1 and now Planet Earth 2. Awesome. Um, and the Ibex is just awesome. And I feel like there's got to be room for a great Ibex scene in some animal movie somewhere. Maybe, maybe in the live action Bro- Lion King. Brother Bear has a scene between, um, is it, I'm pretty sure it's Brother Bear. Between Ooh. mountain goats, they're not ibex, but they're mountain goats, and they're fighting over each other. But they don't get a very good end of the deal because then they end up arguing with their echo. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But there's a short scene. <laughs> it's not it's really been years since I've seen that. My favorite movie goat is from Hoodwinked. Oh, I, I love that, that so goat. Good. Oh my goodness. Love yes. that. I am so glad somebody said that because I try and bring that up with people all the time and they don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it, it would If my dad were an animal, he would be that goat. <laughs> and that would be the song he sings. Yes. He also sings a Be Prepared song. So it, it, that's how it ties back in. Yes. Wait, His Jeremy song's about Irons? how he carries all these different horns. Oh. Yes, oh, he does. Oh. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I thought you were saying Jeremy Irons was the code. I'm like, what? Whoa. <laughs> good voice That's acting. Right. Um, very good, Blaine. And then finally, what was your prediction for Lion King? I predicted that it would be a classic. Classic. All right. So classic predictions all around. I think you're stacking the deck, Francisco. I don't know. Because we all about. predicted classics here. Well, that doesn't mean things can turn. The That's only reason right. I'm here is because y- he messed up and I love the Lion King. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Paul. I may or may not oh, love Paul. the Lion King. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> He's used to saying that <laughs> with me anyway. Uh, that's why. Sorry, I was triggered and it just that's what comes <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Sorry. I I'll apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need to have a break. I'm just kidding. Oh, Paul. We were on a break. <laughs> for sure, Paul. Will you please enter our course for Alice and let us know what we're going to be experiencing in this episode? Sure, Alice. Let's have a roundtable discussion, including what we like and liked best, and also what we didn't like about the movie and, and what we didn't like the most. Yeah, then let's come back and uh, let's have a final rating on the show. Or the movie, I guess. The that movie. might be better. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could rate our show, too. This sure. This was a classic episode. <laughs> All right. Let's find out, Alice. <laughs> All right, Alice. Whenever you find The Lion King on the... I was going to say the Sahara, but that's not right. The Savannah? Yeah. That's in Georgia. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Serengeti. Safari. On the whatever it Serengeti? is, it starts with an S. I'll let us know. The surface. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. On March 3rd, 1995, see the magic. Remember who you are. Feel the excitement. Simba! And hear the roar when the greatest animated motion picture comes to video. From Walt Disney Pictures comes the story of a young prince's courageous fight. Step down, Scar. To claim his rightful throne. You are the one true king. Disney's masterpiece, The Lion King. Coming to video March 3rd, 1995. Um, oh, wait, I have a question before you start again. Yeah. Um, so I the lion know. roars are from a person? Yeah. I need to meet this person. <laughs> I well, believed for 20 years that lions were roaring in The Lion King. So much so that it made me weep at the end every time I watch it. And oh, when they all roar person? together. I feel so upset right now. Why? You believe the magic. That's the best part. <sighs> I'm a little disillusioned by that, but all right. But also a person? Is he Harry? Okay. Yes. We can, we can His name is Frank Welker. <laughs> yes, we'll get there in a second. Okay. So Simba may have been the true king of the surface, or I think that's what we ended up calling it. But what were our true memories of the Lion King? Uh, here's our memory mind melt synopsis to find out. Simba is born as the Lion Prince in Pride Rock and presented as the heir to the throne of the Savannah Animals. Oh, it is Savannah. Um, the Pride Rock scene at the very beginning of the film is one of my favorite openings of any animated film. I love the moment when Rafiki lifts Simba up in front of the whole kingdom, then Scar sings in front of Nazi hyenas and kills Mufasa. Also, Mufasa's death was very impactful for me as a child. I remember seeing it in theaters and watching my grandmother cry at the scene. Simba's uncle Scar somehow convinces Simba that he killed his dad? Hello, weren't you there? A stampede did it. Simba runs away and grows up with two best friends and no worries. End of story, right? But no, childhood girl crush comes across Simba and somehow convinces Simba to return to Pride Rock, overthrow his uncle and Nazi hyena henchman by fighting Scar in the flames and ultimately becoming the Lion King. Boom. Uh, during the final fight, there's a point where we see shadows on the walls of Pride Rock as Simba and Scar battle. It's bu it's beautiful animation and an image I get stuck in my head every so often. Uh, I think that's pretty much right. No. Oh, what was wrong? I forget. The Nala, Nala didn't convince him. Oh, that's to right. Go back. Oh yeah, yeah. Rafika was Rafiki the, kind of the and his dad. Ghost dad. Can't yeah. cut it out. It'll grow right back. Thank you, Paul, for keeping it straight and narrow. I thought you were doing the inception sound in the middle when you went blah. I know. No, me too. no, no. When the Lion King, <laughs> it's they, more I, like a don't. Yeah. Don't oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Either point. way, yeah. <laughs> I understood afterwards. Okay. Anyway, yeah. You know what? I'm not technically a sound engineer or uh, voice over. Wait, what? You're not? Then why do you but, act like it all Paul, the Paul, will you please give oh, us some of the technical maybe. details of this movie? Okay. The Lion King one half was released in not video. Not that one. <laughs> what? The first the, Lion King. Yeah. We did the, the, the half of the recording of the first episode, and this is the other. No? No. This is okay. a retake, not, a, not the oh, sequel. Okay. 
Darn, I watched that movie for nothing. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Lion King is uh, rated G and rents an hour and 28 minutes and was released on June 24th, 1994. So almost a 4th of July movie. Not quite. That's interesting. It stars Matthew Broderick, Jonathan Jaylor Thomas, James Earl Jones, Jim Cummings, Jeremy Irons, Maura Kelly, uh, Nathan Lane, Robert Gulami, <laughs> Rowan Atkinson, <laughs> Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Cheech Marin, uh, and of course Frank Welker, and who did the score? Hans Zimmer. Oh yeah, yes. that dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if we've actually covered uh, several of the movies that a lot of that cast has been in. Uh, for instance, uh, Matthew Broderick, who played Adult Simba, uh, was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which was RetroRewindPodcast.com/slash/ninety-five. Also in War Games, which was slash eighty-six. James Earl Jones, who played Mufasa, was in Sneakers, slash 104, and the original Star Wars trilogy, slash 79. Moira Kelly, who played adult Nala, was in The Cutting Edge, which was slash 31. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, who played Shenzi, was in Sister Act, slash 36. Frank Walker, here we go. I'm just going to name the movies, and you can search for them on the site, because these are a ton. He was in Aladdin, Space Camp, Jumanji, The Rescuers Down Under, A Goofy Movie, The Land Before Time, Stargate, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Great Mouse Detective, DuckTales, The Movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp, Explorers, Independence Day, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and Super Mario Brothers. Well, well yes, a I lot I forgot indeed. to mention Jim Cummings was in and I was That was my next one. All right, sorry. And then Jim Cummings uh, was also in Aladdin slash 110, A Goofy mo- Movie slash 68, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit slash 35. Uh, Paul, how did this movie do at the box office, though? Um, it did okay. The budget for this film was a whopping forty-five million dollars, which is Whoa. a lot. Mm-hmm. But it went on to gross about a billion dollars worldwide. And then, oh my goodness! And then it went on to gross over five hundred million dollars in rentals alone. Yeah. <sighs> my goodness! It was like half of it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what joke I was going to make there, but uh, let's talk about... (laughs) Obviously, Christy liked this movie a lot. A lot of people liked this movie a lot. Let's talk about what the four of us collectively liked about this movie. And let's start with our one of our guests, Blaine. What's one thing you liked about The Lion King? Sure. I I do like this movie a lot. This movie meant a lot to me as a kid, and I'll, I'll talk about one of those... Um, reasons why this movie meant a lot to me as a kid in a, in a second. But I think I'll start out by talking about how much I appreciate Hans Zimmer's score oh, in okay. this film. Mm-hmm. And the more I think about it, I think it's it's less um, that it's a Hans Zimmer score that I like about this film. Oh, interesting. And more that it's a Hans Zimmer score in light of all of the other films in the Disney Renaissance era around which it's situated, mm. most of which were composed by Alan Menken. Mm-hmm. And I love Alan Menken. I love, love, love Alan Menken. Yeah. But I think Hans Zimmer brings a very different, very Hans Zimmer-esque feel to this movie. And I think in comparison to a lot of the films this was situated around, it, it helped The Lion King stand out and feel different. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, this movie just feels very different from the other movies of the Disney Renaissance period, especially of the early Disney Renaissance period. Yeah. And I think Hans Zimmer was, uh, was a big part of that. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's Zimmer's most interesting work or anything like that, but I do think, I do think he makes it, um, a very fun and sort of, um, 
I don't know, more adventurous feeling film mm-hmm. than some, than some of the other films, like I said, that, that released in that era. So I'm a big fan of, of Zimmer's work here um, because of that. Nice. Yeah, I can totally get that. Uh, Christy, I know you're a big Hans Zimmer fan. Would you would, would you agree with Blaine? Or? <laughs> I may or may not be able to comment on that. No, okay. I don't want to comment on that. <laughs> that's fine. That's I'm going to comment on no, it later. If you hated Hans Zimmer's score, that's I totally fine. Shut your face. Oh, is that my turn now? Shut your <laughs> face. I love Hans Zimmer. I will not be talking about that at this point of our topic of discussion because I want to talk about it later. Okay. Uh <laughs> Well, Christy, what's something you will talk about now? Something you like about The Lion King? Jeremy Irons. Oh, yes. Jeremy Irons as Scar. Now, if anybody's been listening to me, they know I like a, I like a good villain. I don't like a villain that makes me want to I like the good guy villains. No. Not like the a, bad guy villains. I, and I also complain sometimes like when, they, when they make me too creeped out. But Scar and Jeremy Irons... His voice, I don't, he's terrible and wonderful and just perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his singing is also very nice. I enjoyed that. Yes. Too I, bad that wasn't him. Well, only after he, only after part of it. Then Jim it Cummings was, stepped in for the rest, but he sang most of it. According to IMDb, Paul, according to IMDb. I was about to say, that's not what Jim told me, but okay. <laughs> Good pal, Jim. What? Yeah, no, seriously. I believe that he told you because you meet all the awesome voice <laughs> actors, but just that you've played it off like he's your bud and you, you know, you yeah, well, you know, sorry for name dropping there, <laughs> Jim. Um, all right. Now I hate the movie. Oh, oh okay. right. I'm right. kidding. I don't hate the movie. Stop just popping kidding. my we'll bubbles, see. man. But you know, keep bursting my bubbles. You know what, Christy? I, too, really like Jeremy Irons in this. I thought he was a great villain. He, I, I felt like his voice chews up the perfect amount of scenery. Um, he, he hams up the right parts and also plays it subtle at exactly. the right parts. So. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm a monkey's uncle. Um, Paul or Blaine, did either of you like Scar? I certainly do. I'm going to talk about Scar in just a few minutes. All right. Uh, (laughs) uh, Let's go to Paul, though. Uh, Give us one of your likes, Paul. I'll continue with uh, I loved Scar, and I loved the uh, entire cast. The voice acting of the entire cast I thought was uh, great. Uh, Even Mr. Bean. Even Mr. Bean. The fact that you couldn't tell it was Mr. Bean. No, it was Zazu, the the parrot guy. Oh, that's fantastic. Actually, I did like him as Zazu. I prefer him just be that, please. Mr. Bean Bean is hilarious. The kids in India call me Mr. Bean. You're incorrect. Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) It's Monty Python all over again. Oh, but I thought the entire cast performance was uh, excellent oh, from yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. It w- it was really surprising. It didn't seem like any of them phoned it in, but it really brought it really moved up the the movie to another level. Just the quality Sweet. of the voice acting all around. Yeah. Nice, uh, Christy. What's something else you liked? Um, along with the voice acting, I liked all the characters. Oh, like, okay, I loved. The three hyenas. Ed mm-hmm. is hilarious. <laughs> I just <laughs> what you want me coming 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 out looking like you cactus butt. Um, I just I I love the hyenas and all their little one offs. I loved um, well Simba. I didn't love him so much when he was throwing a fit, but I guess I could. I I related to him when I was a teenager. Um, Who? It, Simba. Oh Simba. Okay. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> no. <laughs> Adult Simba. Oh. <laughs> well, I was in love with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Are you kidding me? I have pictures of him all over my notebooks. 
<laughs> now, now you- JTT. Um, now is that Matthew Broderick? No, because he's grown up. No. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyway, oh my goodness, Master <laughs> Interrupter, you are out in form tonight. Yes. <laughs> no, I just like all the characters. Awesome. I don't know. They're just they're fun. No, totally. Uh, I don't have any other reasons other than I like them? <laughs> well, you know what? Sort of another thing that I like that's sort of very broad is I felt like the the everything from like the animation, character design, coloration, sound, yes. everything that's technical about this movie was just impeccable and amazing. I just even down to the details of the lions extending their claws when they're climbing or times when they normally when lions actually would extend their claws. Yeah. I, I just love the details like that. So I, yeah. I definitely like that about this movie. I, I agree. When we were covering Aladdin, I mentioned that I didn't like the quality of the crowd scenes, at least the animation drawings. Oh, right, and, right, right. Yes. And I uh, recently saw Beauty and the Beast and the same thing. Uh, the animation in this movie is top notch all the way around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in the crowds of the animal crowds, it looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Um, and it, you know what? You mentioned that. And have all of you guys uh, seen Fantasia 2000? Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got to say, I feel like you could take the that opening scene from The Lion King and put it up against the Noah's Ark scene. Uh, with Donald Duck. And mm. I mean, that's, I don't know how many years apart they are. I guess six or seven years apart. But I mean, the quality is, six, yeah. is, I would say, pretty much the same. And that's amazing to me that a movie, you don't, you don't get a lot of, uh, certainly not um, movies, I guess that would be CG is the best comparison I could say. That six years separation and they look as good today or as good as a movie that comes out later. Paul, yeah, you look like you're thinking about that really I, hard. I, I am because I'd recently saw it. I'm trying to think about which one's better. And I, I, the Lion King might be better. Honestly, and this is one of my points, so I'll just go ahead and say it now. Okay, yeah. That opening uh, scene with the animals and Pride Rock, them coming together is, I think, one of the greatest cinematic intros in all of history. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and live action included. It's not only the, the quality and the colors of the animation and the scenery. It's also the music and everything is firing on all cylinders. From the very first <laughs> note, the, yeah. when the guy starts singing, everybody yeah. can tell you what that's from. It's mm-hmm. like, boom, here yeah. we go. Yeah. And just that, I think it... It bypasses Fantasia 2000. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't bypass Great. the opening to Spirit Stallion of the oh Just kidding. <laughs> I think uh, you're biased, horse girl. <laughs> um, but uh, but kidding uh, aside, uh, Blaine, what's something else you liked about The Lion King? I'm a big Timon and Pumbaa fan. I think oh, they're really, yeah. good, really good sidekicks. They're really fun and zany, and they're fun and zany in a way that makes sense in the narrative because they've been living out in the you know whatever the jungle for a long time, just the two of them. Mm-hmm. So they're they're a little crazy. It makes sense. They're a lot of fun. I remember having a Timon and Pumbaa birthday cake when I was a oh, little kid. Oh, fun! Um, nice. Still have shirts and everything. So. I love Timon and Pooh. I think they're some of the most memorable sidekicks of, of any Disney film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was so disappointed that uh, uh, the Luau song wasn't in the soundtrack. I know, yeah. me too. <laughs> I went and searched it on the internet and then had it as one of my 
sound bites for like an alert on my computer. Oh, it would yeah, play yeah. that. <laughs> so then I ended up memorizing it. When it came onto the movie again, I was like, yes, I love that song. <laughs> yep. That was pretty awesome. Uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, let's go back to Christy. Um, I, I think off of the talking about the songs, or that was a terrible transition, not Francisco. I like the songs. Hey, you know, it takes 100 <laughs> episodes to, to get as good as I I like the songs. So I, I'm pretty sure Hans Zimmer was not the only person that was involved in the music. Elton when, John? Right. Well, I don't like Elton John's Shore, version. Yeah. Whoever did. Do you the, like the music Rocket Man? Why is everyone interrupting me? <laughs> <laughs> like every time I try Sorry. to talk. <laughs> I like the songs. Um, I had a cassette tape of this. Oh, cool. And we'll talk about the other music later um, <laughs> and shortly. But the songs I memorized and I would sing and sing them all the time and as loudly as I could. And I still remember the words. And I, especially on the Be Prepared song, I would listen to it over and over again so I could get both understanding, like, the scar lyrics and the hyena lyrics and then i would sing them back and forth and see if i could understand them and oh that's what they're saying and uh-huh. yeah and they're just so catchy even the yeah, one totally. that they added to the new well i mean it's not original but i didn't i didn't mind it i thought they cut it together well they added yeah oh, oh totally yeah it made sense the morning report song. yeah there's uh, a new one? Yeah, Is they, that in the 3D the, version? It's no. a special edition DVD. Uh, it's the morning report. This oh, I didn't see long that. and the short. Yeah, that, that's probably... It's you, full of a bunch of puns, one, and it's hilarious if you listen to it. Oh, I've got to find that now. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, animated differently, so you can tell it's not a part of oh, the original. I, I felt like it <laughs> But they cut it yeah. in with the original, like, stay low to the ground, and, like, it's within within the music. And okay. I, I But if you listen to the song itself, it's genius because it's full of puns related to animals. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, let's, I'm curious, just real quick, let's go around and say what our favorite songs were. Mine was Be Prepared. Oh. Uh, Christy, okay, what, all of them. <laughs> yeah, they're all different. I can tell you what my worst song was. You could say that for the next section, okay. I suppose. <laughs> um, uh, wait, probably... Akuna Matata? Akuna Matata? That's mine, probably, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mr. I don't... Oh, Thank you, Blaine. What did Blaine say? I missed it. Akuna Matata. Yay. You, you guys yep. agree with that. Yeah. Um, Blaine, Akuna. we're Lion King besties. <laughs> 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 I love it. Uh, Akuna Matata is fine, but be prepared. I really liked it. Sure, but it's a bad guy song. So? That, yeah. I think that made it more interesting. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, Paul, what's something else you liked? I like the fact that this movie took extra time and a lot of movies don't when there's extra time they will usually cut things but they actually took the time for imagery in this and i think they did it really well like when the uh shoot what's the monkey guy's name rafiki rafiki when he drew the little lion king symbol and Mm -hmm. he they used that for like you know when he had the uh the thing put the thing over his forehead when he was born and then when he was baptized uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then like he kind of like erased it when he was when they thought he was dead and then mm-hmm. he put the mane on him like taking that extra time i thought was really good and not necessary but it really helps uh bring the message home and especially uh before mufasa's death after uh simba's getting caught and he's getting in trouble and he's 
Simba steps in Mufasa's footprint and it oh, shows yeah. how much mm-hmm. bigger it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just says a lot right there. Yeah. And, it, and it it's a very short moment and it and I but I think it speaks volumes. I, yeah. always, I think they did a great job with it. I always like the part when um when Simba is he decides to go back and they do that. It's just the shortest interlude of him running through the desert, but they do like the long the long shot of him running and then the, mm-hmm. the close-up of his feet going slow. I would mm-hmm. rewind that and watch it over and over again. I would just like, <gasps> yes, like get all ex- like exhilarated and excited and that he's finally that getting back. That had the Hans Zimmer theme going behind it. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I think we might talk about that later. Yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> um, that's awesome, Christy. And, uh, and, and Paul. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but And sort of going off the imagery of what you were saying, Paul, I, I really loved a specific moment. Um, I felt like they they intentionally had this parallelism of Simba losing who he was, losing his kingship or his princess, however you want to put it. Uh, and to show he the, them, the storytellers and are showing that by him going through this these uh, pricker bushes, these brambles, I'm not sure, uh, briar patch sort of thing. Uh, and then when he regains it, when he... Uh, decides to uh, chase after his dad or I think he leaves Rafiki and goes through, he goes through a bunch of brambles before he sees his dad or it may have been right after. Um, I forget exactly. His dad? I mean, yeah, Mufasa. Yeah, in the clouds. In the clouds. Oh, oh, um, oh. Yeah, I don't remember uh, that. And I just, I really like that parallelism of losing your identity and regaining it back and it being, sh- having this, this symbol of going through struggle and um, almost trying to escape struggle and then going through it uh, to get out the other side and become better. I, I just really well, like that. You just added a whole mm. other layer to Lion King. Cool. Another <laughs> level. Um, well, so that's that's something else I liked. Uh, I think, Chrissy, let's go back to you for one more thing. And then we'll go around for our classic makers. Um, I think I, I, might, I might have said I agreed when somebody was talking about how pretty the movie is. Paul, it must have been you. Why, thank you. I don't. So pretty. But I just wrote down animation. It's so pretty. Because so hand-drawn, hand-drawn movies, you don't mm-hmm. get to see them very much anymore. And there is something to say about the computer animation and how well they look and how nice they look and how clean mm-hmm. and bright the colors are. But how old is this movie? Mm. Uh, 94. So 23 years? 23 it, years. It held up really well. Like the color was still fantastic. The hand drawn stuff, it didn't annoy me. Some mm-hmm. movies that are hand drawn, you're like, man, here, here, here. <laughs> well, that's retro and vintage, isn't it? <laughs> but this, yeah. this one, it just, it didn't, oh, I don't know. Well, it also felt like a warm hug when I watched it again. So, <laughs> like seeing an old friend nice. I hadn't seen in forever. Sure. But I just think the movie is really pretty and, and, pretty in the right places and gray and dark in the other places that it needs to be and i don't know Mm -hmm. anyway i couldn't agree with you more christy this watching this movie made me want to see more uh 2d animation movies now Mm -hmm. like i agree there are some out there like no i'm glad that we don't do that anymore (laughs) but this was like oh they need to bring it back yeah there's just something really pretty about about watching that and understanding the work it takes to do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure. It, I'm sure it also. You 
that's like talking to somebody who takes digital pictures and talking to somebody who takes film pictures. Like they're both going to mm. argue that it's just as much work in artistry or hand knitters versus machine knitters. But still, there's just something about watching a video that's been hand drawn mm-hmm, and painted. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious, Blaine. What what do you what's your take on 2D versus 3D? Do you prefer one over the other? I really am. I have a soft spot for 2D animation. Um, you're on the right podcast (laughs) (laughs) going back to disney classics i grew up with um brad bird's the iron giant um i I also love uh oh i'm forgetting the the production company now but um, secret of kells oh Oh, yeah um, oh song of the sea um Mm. they're they're making films now tom moore has directed both of those um anyways he he uses um traditional hand-drawn Oh, that yeah, makes me animation, see it. and they're beautiful. Awesome. They're beautiful, minimalist style. Um, so I, I do. I, I love three D and and computer animation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, th- they're obviously very different, and and <laughs> I don't, I'm not arguing that one is better than the other. But boy, I do have a soft spot for for hand drawn. Awesome. Say it so yeah. succinctly and nicely, Blaine. That's exactly <laughs> what I wanted to say. <laughs> Mine was full of fluff. <laughs> Okay. And, and fluff is fine. We might it get is. some fluff is good. We might get some fluff in our classic makers where we go around and say the things we loved most about the movie. Uh, it's so fluffy. A coconut. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Despicable me. Uh I think let's have Paul start with his. What's the thing you loved most about the Lion King, Paul? Well, what Christy said earlier, I think, is the best thing about it, and that's the songs. They are so memorable mm. and catchy and mm-hmm. stay with you for years <laughs> and decades. Yeah. <laughs> they do, indeed. And they're so well done. And who is the who is the person who wrote the, the, the lyrics? Was that Alan Rice? No, that's not right. Anyone? No, I don't know. Looking, you wow, have you guys. Wow, I, I don't memorize. Te- I don't memorize the, that kind of stuff. I love stuff. these songs so much. I don't care who wrote them. I, I didn't. As Alan a kid, Hansken. you don't care. You don't no. care as a kid. Yes. Are you still kids? No. <laughs> I don't look up I'm this sorry. information. I'm too I busy trying to get a black belt in martial arts. Suffer from Peter Fair Pan syndrome. <laughs> 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 That's good. Uh, okay. Well, while Paul is looking that up, uh, let's go I with. You know, I was looking that up. I thought you said, were. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Said it out loud, silly head. Oh, sorry. Christ, go for it, Christy. What did you love most about Hans Zimmer? Hans Zimmer. I love him so much. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I love his music. I've never met the man. All right. Don't don't freak out. Yeah. Oh, you're not friends like Paul is friends with no, Jim Cummings. Okay. I don't live in Southern <laughs> no. California. I don't get to go to see famous. Does people. he live in? Uh, I don't know, but that's where all the famous people go. Anyway, whatever. Well, cut. Okay. What? Anyway, I was about to say Elton John uh, wrote some of the lyrics. Well, sure. I'm talking about the but other ones. Elton John. <laughs> Smelled what? <laughs> hey, Elton, I hope you're listening. Cause, and you, Tim Rice, who wrote the others. Tim, Tim Rice. Rice. That's what it was. I got Rice right. Okay. Right. Can I speak about the wonder of that is Hans? I don't speak. know. Can you? Because there's not much to say. Stop it. He's a genius. <laughs> Shots fired. I know you don't like it, but I don't care. because no, Yeah, it's your turn. Go for it. I know. <laughs> You're tragic maker. Hans Zimmer. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Christy, I'm curious. Do you remember the score being oh. as compelling when you were younger? Yes, okay. most definitely. And I would listen to it. And I would vision what part of the movie it was, and I would just close my eyes and watch it as I was listening to it. And I would turn it up 
really loud and I would try and find the layers beneath layers beneath oh, wow. layers of the things that I hadn't heard mm-hmm. from the first time I listened to it, which is one of the, my favorite things to do with Hans Zimmer stuff. When I first listened to it, I'm like, that's really good. And then I put on headphones and I make my ears bleed. And I'm like, that's even better. Wow. That, not really, but kids don't <laughs> listen responsibly. Um, but, <laughs> but I just, he's just got so many layers. It's like an onion. I can't even. And I'm pretty sure this must have been when my love affair with his music started. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know who he was. I yeah, didn't yeah. recognize. I mean, I, I kept forgetting who who's the guy who did Lion King? All right, Hans Zimmer. Not until much later that I was like, oh, right. I really like this guy's music. Yeah. A yes. lot. Smelton John. Okay. okay. You know what? I don't enjoy the guy's voice. I'm sure he's a very talented man, but I just don't like his voice. Um, I think I'll go. Tony Dan. <laughs> I will go with the things you guys all touched on this. I think we there's a lot of cross pollination with things you like, things you love the most. I love the secondary characters in this movie. Timon, Pumbaa, especially Rafiki. I felt like they add so much richness to this story. <laughs> Almost to the point that I I'd say that they, they were critical to this movie. If you don't have them, I feel like it's just a very bland and muted movie. I mean to use those, the color metaphor that we were speaking to earlier. Um, so it kind of leaves you aching for, for some bacon. Some bacon. bacon. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, wow. Pig. You could be a big pig too. Ooh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I just love them all. Uh, let's yep, see. Yep. Blaine. Yeah, let's go with Blaine. What's, the, what's your classic maker for Lion King? I feel like the party pooper now, but remember, I am the sad, <laughs> the sad and depressing foreign. Oh, film that's guy, right. So, um, this is a foreign film, right? It's an African film. <laughs> oh <Exactly>. my! <laughs> but um, the thing that's a classic maker for me is the whole Mufasa's death scene or sequence. Oh, okay. Um, and and there's a personal reason for that. I think. Ooh, okay. Um, I, I yeah, I remember sitting in the theater watching that. I remember my grandmother crying when when she saw that, and it meant a lot to me as a little kid. That's a scene that I was, for some reason, really, really drawn to. And I remember there were times when I would almost watch the movie so that I could get to that scene. And it wasn't that I enjoyed oh, wow. it, but I had I had a, a very uh, tumultuous childhood. Mm-hmm. My parents divorced when I was five. Mm. Uh, my dad was in and out of trouble with the law. And so I think seeing a, a kid's movie, for lack of a better term, um, that wasn't about a female protagonist who was struggling with parents she didn't like, but having a male protagonist who I could relate to, mm-hmm. who you know lost his <clears throat> his parent. I think I related to at least on a subconscious level, and it's always meant a lot to me for that reason. So, so it's something very personal. Like this, yeah. um, scenes in this movie are like in my bones almost. Oh, so yeah. Foss's death. Um, is is up there for me and there's this really sweet moment where it's not like the movie's just or it's not just like that scene is emotionally manipulative Mm -hmm. um but there's this really quiet moment where simba after he tugs on his dad's ear just kind of curls up and sleeps beside his dead dad Mm -hmm. um and it's just really quiet and understated and so um that scene is a classic maker for me 
Okay, absolutely. There we go. Now we're all set. Oh no, it's so good. I I actually was reveling in the fact that I finally found somebody else who loves The Lion King as much as I do. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to talk to people about. They're like, "Yeah, I liked that movie." I'm like, "You don't understand. That is not enough." (laughs) This movie was just. It came out when I was 13, and so it was right in the prime of everything. Mm. And I'm just like. And I memorized the entire thing. Struck down in the prime alive. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I, just, I memorized the entire thing with a friend, and we would just spend our days in between classes throwing large chunks of the movie at each other, and people would be like, oh, my gosh. Oh, were you sick a lot? No. You threw That's large hilarious. chunks. That's hilarious. Hardy, har, har. My mom even commented, if school were a movie, you would get straight A's. <laughs> That's so funny. When With I was all the a love kid. a mother can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a photographic memory, and when I was a kid, I actually had this entire movie memorized and went oh. through it from beginning to end without missing a line. Nice. Um, I don't very think fast. I was that I good, but <laughs> I didn't have you anyone sit there match. for an hour and a half. But, but <laughs> I can't do it now. I can oh. get a surprising amount. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. I Would you say your photograph has faded? Oh it my has. gosh! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That joke was stinky. <laughs> Everyone's a critic. Okay, well, on this job. podcast, yeah. And before we <laughs> criticize the Lion King mega sal because there's so much that was horrible about this movie. Oh, uh, let's go to. We like to go out to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask the, our listeners on those social media channels what do you remember about the movies and video games we cover. And here's what some of you had to say about the Lion King. Uh, the 30-something movie podcast says, James Earl Jones and Jeremy Irons were the perfect voices for Mufasa and Scar. Probably my favorite Disney movie. Thank you, 30-something movie podcast. Uh, Eric Purcell says, I remember the Elton John soundtrack and the amazing animation. This movie is 100% a classic in my book. Disney had a great run with this, this and Aladdin in the 90s. Speaking of which, I think I have an impromptu movie-watching session to get to, smiley face. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eric. Uh, Dirty Steve 40 says, Oh, stop, you're good butchering it. I thought they said, I'm going to eat you, mama. No, <laughs> it's a lion. Oh, look, it's a lion. They, I'm pretty sure. No, I don't hear that at no, all. No, in Swahili. I'm almost positive. <laughs> so, that's it up just again. like Return of the Jedi, where Wicked said, Eat your mama. Oh, gosh. Oh, now, they both have yup yup in it. Like at the da-da, end. Yup yup. Yeah. Are you aching? Yup yup. That's why it's not on the soundtrack, because everyone hates that song. Except for me. I like it. I, I do, too. I love that song. How could people I hate too. that song? I don't it's know. terrible. Wait, yeah. are you anyway. talking about your Return of the Jedi too, Christy? No. That's what we're That's talking, what we're talking about. about. I'm talking about the bacon. Song. Yes, that yeah. is a fun one as well. Uh, finally, start bringing us down from the clouds into our uh, just like section. Crobot Servo says... This movie, oh, and by the way, thank you, Dirty Steve 40, for your uh, uh, song, uh, music, musical stylings sung by me. Uh, Crobot Servo says, this movie is pretty crispy, I suppose, though I never found it quite as good as everyone else. And maybe there's some reasons for that. Let's talk about the things we didn't like. Thank you, by the way, Crobot Servo. Uh, talk about the things we didn't like about The Lion King. Uh, I will, I'll kick us off here, guys. So I just said how um, my classic maker was just all the secondary characters in this movie. 
except for Nala. And not because I had a problem with Nala. I just wish she had, at least adult Nala, I wish she had a hero moment herself. You get Rafiki and Timon and Pumbaa all have hero moments. I mean, Scar even, I mean, he's the villain, but he, so he has a big part of the movie. But Well, she went out for help. But she, it, This but, movie wouldn't have worked if it weren't lady. for her. She's just for birthing cubs. <laughs> well, it's the female's job to go get the food. That's no, yeah. Go get the lioness's sa- job done. But yeah, I go to, make me a sandwich. I wanted to see Nala do something, whether it's just like hit a hyena down that's about to like maybe sneak up on Simba or something. I just wanted to see something yeah, that's a good for point. Nala to do uh, in the end, um, other than being the foil to bring Simba she back. She gives uh, <laughs> Simba a kiss right before they swing over the the cavern with oh stormtroopers chasing <laughs> it, and firing after him. <laughs> happening right now what movie are we reviewing (laughs) all of them not my favorite one (laughs) uh so that's one thing i or one thing i did like about the lion king uh let's see blaine you know what i I, i'm getting the sense that you don't that there's nothing you don't like is that accurate am i am i am i reading you really well as a guest host yeah that's uh there is one there's one thing that sort of sticks under my skin but overall I, I love this movie and because of my personal history with it i can't i can't nitpick it too much okay well if there's anything watch me if there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's anything that you want to comment on like refute anything that we have to say feel free to awesome um uh, paul uh blame me if this is your first chance paul what's I'll, something you don't i'll like get nitpicky uh, okay here we go okay especially at the end i know it's supposed to be all dramatic and stuff and like after Scar is beaten and Rafiki points to Simba to go up to the top and claim his spot, it's raining. That rock is so slippery, he'd slip right off, even with his claws. Uh, I, I know it's supposed to look dramatic, but it wouldn't. It totally took me out of the movie. I'm like, what? you're right. What, what sort of slime lives on the rock? Like, why? I why walk is it on slippery? Rocks. It's raining. I walk on I, rocks when it's raining. I don't it's fall that, all that, over the place. It, okay, that rock looks shiny because it was wet, and shiny rocks are slippery, right? No, wet rocks are shiny. All right. It looked like you had <laughs> slipped into me. But a 500-pound lion is just going to, like, biff it all over the place <laughs> trying to walk up the Exactly. <laughs> well, now I have a funny mental image in my head. <laughs> well, I guess, Paul, you could say that all the times that lions have walked up and down that rock with their, maybe their claws may have created some sort of uh, uh, rough friction surface or something. Uh, It it would smooth it down. If anything, I don't think it would smooth it down. A path running down the middle. Yeah. A path. path. I don't think so. Anyway. Okay, fine. Moving on. on. Christy, what's something you don't like? Well, I want to, I want to take back all my dislikes and stand with Blade. No. <laughs> I was I was nitpicking to pick dislikes. Um, Good. That's so what my we hate nit- about this movie. My nitpicky thing would be oh, the only the only something that I noticed as I got older because mm-hmm. I don't think I realized it the first few times I watched it that Simba and Nala would technically be cousins. Yes. Because right? yep. um, Fasa is the only male lion and i was mm-hmm. like hang on i know how prides work no this they wouldn't be cousins they'd backwards. be half half Brothers. oh yeah half half yeah well half, maybe it was scars child i don't think so it's kind of like 
<laughs> there would have maybe to be the, some sort maybe of... Maybe there were other ones, but they all died because the hyenas got them. Because Mufasa killed them. Um, or Scar did. Yeah. All or right. I mean, because it makes sense, right? There. Scar is the outcast, the other male. I mean, if we're talking technical lion prides, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be allowed into the pride because he's another male. So then I guess I, you know, I nitpicked it. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Pit a little Mufasa. weird. That's a little weird. <laughs> but then I just put it out of my head. Although every time I watch it, it pops back in my head. I, and I think I had never noticed that until you popped it in my head. I'm like, thanks. Thanks for that, hon. Well, I didn't know that. So there's just w- one male lion for a pack? For a, a pride. pride. A yeah. pride of lions has one male lion yeah. and then a bunch of... And pretty much all the male lion does is fight off other males. Right, and then impregnate the females. Pretty much, That's yeah. not. I mean, he doesn't just like lay around and roar. He <laughs> roars and well, then does okay. it all the time, I guess. Yes. I don't really know. Um, but we're talking cartoon anthropomorphic. So that's what lions, it means so. that the lion sleeps in the jungle. <laughs> God. Yeah, hey. Paul, that's where that was going. Uh, but Paul, why don't you give us another thing you didn't like? All right, I know I said the animation in this is really great, top notch, but one of the things but, but I'm going to pull Francisco here. <laughs> say one of the things that wasn't so great was the character design of the hyena's back hump. It is so oh, jetted yeah. up and angular and we like when they walk away or whatever, it's very pronounced and it kind of ticks me out of the movie. It's like, what is going on there? It's like do you, do you think that makes them like more villainous? Yeah, because or something? Scar is angular. Where they oh, live yeah, is angular. True. All the song, the be prepared, mm-hmm. is all angles. But they are lines and angles. really angular. Like well, that, they are, but you are I, nitpicking a little bit. I am bit. not. It took me out of the movie. <laughs> a little bit. I'm talking about things that take me out of the movie that shouldn't be there. Oh, mm. I thought I was watching Real Hyenas, and then no. Oh, no, I, I know. No, no, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Made me want to throw away my copy. I, I thought this is planet Earth, and now okay, I know it's not. Okay, then we'll talk about how Pumbaa should have a butthole when he lifts his tail up. There we go, <laughs> along with all the others <laughs> animals. I just can't wait to be king. All those animals. That's true. All the all the zebras. Oh my goodness! <laughs> just <guys>. kidding. <clears throat> all right, that doesn't bother me. Uh, what's something that does bother you though? When Kristen? Aladdin doesn't have nipples. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to episode one ten to hear that wonderful discussion. Oh uh, no, nothing else. Just my tragic maker. Oh, sorry. Uh, I told you. <laughs> that was amazing, Paul. Thank you. Uh, well, then I'll share one more thing I didn't like before we get to our tragic makers, and that's uh, you didn't like the him walking on the rain at the end there, Paul. I didn't just like the slow-mo fight between Simba and Scar. I, that took me out of the movie. I'm like, what's going on? This First off, it's not good slow-mo. It's sort of this onion skin effect. It's I think cool. That's a, no, it's not yeah, cool. It's Choppy. Cool. It's choppy. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I know they're trying to make it, it more impactful and stretch out this climax, but I'm like, just... I'd rather it be like them throwing oh, more actiony like hits and scratches and flips and... I, more like Jason Bourne? Make, no, make it... The Lion King Matrix or something. There, there you go. I can hear the music in my head right now when you're talking about it. I can hear it. <laughs> Listen but, with me, Blaine. Listen. <laughs> I agree. I thought the slow-mo, they could have done better than it's. it was too choppy. They should have mm-hmm. made it smooth. Yeah. Could have, should have, would have. It was amazing. <laughs> Not. <laughs> disagree. Uh, but let's talk about the things that none of us thought were amazing. Or, well, 
each of us individually didn't think was amazing. Oh my. And we all agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start with Blaine. What's something, what would you say was the thing you hid most about The Lion King or your tragic maker? This is something that it's hard for me to put my finger on exactly what it is that that I don't really like about this. But this is this is in the third act when um, Simba's starting or being convinced to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, I thought I didn't like the fact that Nala shows up and tries to convince him and all of that. But that's really not it because I love Nala. Um, Can you feel the love tonight's a great song? And oh, I disagree. Like, like, <laughs> Paul, <laughs> like Paul mentioned. Um, like Paul mentioned, the movie really can't go on if Nala doesn't come back to, to try and look for help. She's got to come back, and if she doesn't come back, then it doesn't make sense for them to fall in love, and then the circle of life can't complete at the end. Mm-hmm. So like, she's got to come back. I think what it is that bugs me is Rafiki coming back, which mm-hmm. I also feel weir- weird about not liking because I like Rafiki, Yeah, but I feel like they're trying to show Simba's change and his transition from being from not wanting to to take responsibility for his actions and own up to his past um but having those two different sort of decisive moments i don't know it just feels like it stops the momentum in what has otherwise been a very well-paced movie Hmm. that's the best i can come to describing it you mean like you'd rather have one or the other yeah almost okay it's too. I, I feel like they could have gotten to that scene with him talking to Cloud Mufasa without Rafiki being there. But that's I, a, I love that scene with Rafiki. I, I do. I, I do too. So no. that's, <laughs> I was about to say because okay, Nala convinces and tries to tell him that he needs to go. Mufasa kind of encourages him. He's like, "Look, this is your path." But he whines about it and says, oh, "It's too hard." <laughs> I, but Rafiki's the one that I think. Push gives him the final push. The no, path can hurt. Is it? Nala comes back and he runs away, and then he meets Rafiki, and Rafiki Rafiki takes him to the lake where he sees his dad. Yeah, and once but, his dad talks to him, he. Yeah, but then after that, I think it's after he talks to his dad that Rafiki comes back again. Yeah, he smacks, oh, okay. him, on, smacks him on the head. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the that, that's a, that, I love that part. Like <laughs> yep, yep. genius. And also, that was another soundbite on my computer. Doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> Ow, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? Now that I think about it, I, I didn't sure have realized this in back in take one, but at least I don't remember realizing it. <laughs> um, but you almost don't need Nala to come back because what? Because Simba could conceivably just, uh. Actually, I think he he leaves Timon and Pumbaa when they're talking about the stars and sort of sloughs down on the ground and that sends his pheromones or his scent or whatever on those mm-hmm. on the wind back to Rafiki. So you could just have Rafiki show up. You need Nala so they can have that strange, weird interaction with Elton John's <laughs> I'll bring song. In that, I'll bring that up in a no, second. No, I'll bring that up in a second. <laughs> we'll bring it up together. <laughs> why, why don't you go That's for what it, they did. Go, oh, my go gosh. It. I don't mind that Nala and Simba fall in love. It's a given, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but the scene with them rolling around, they've suddenly turned into people because that's basically what they do. And why do they have to zoom in on the... Ugh, every Animals time? roll around together. No, not like that. It <laughs> is very obvious. And, and every time, even as a kid, when I watched it, I was like, that's awkward. Am I watching them have sex right now? I don't understand. Are they, do you see their butts going back and forth? Like, 
like humping like no like that's dogs the problem. Do or cats the oh problem. they don't do it no oh, okay they they make it too not animal enough <laughs> 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 it would be different if it was like a nature show it just bothers <laughs> me they're trying so hard to make them fall in love so quickly and i think that yeah. And I get it, right? You got to pace the movie along because you got to have Kiara and you, you know, move the. What's the baby's name? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Francisco looked at me funny. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I don't. Uh, it's awkward. It makes me squirm. I don't enjoy it. Um, I'm annoyed so you don't, by it. You don't like that scene because of their actions. I, just, I don't like I that don't, scene because why, why I you, hmm, because annoying. of the song. I think the, well, song, the song is annoying too. But. Doesn't fit any of the other styles. Nope. It's just it, it's like they've taken a song from a different soundtrack yeah. and yeah. stuck it in there. I don't but, but mind one that came here. Well, Timon and I know Timon and Pumbaa singing it. But then, uh, then it changes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. to the one woman. Yeah, no, and then they overplayed it, and everybody was playing it all the free. Time. And I know and there's I, well, a lot yeah, of people out there that love that song, but I just, just like rather. the far. Oh God! Stop. Well, I think it was Elton. It was Elton John who actually advocated for them to change it from Timon and Pumbaa singing that song, to, because he he oh. said, you know, he came in and he was like, "You're ruining my song." Oh my God! Of course. <laughs> Um, so um, I should sing it. <laughs> no, I yeah, I don't I don't enjoy the song. I don't mm. enjoy the scene. I don't it's I mean there's moments where it's beautiful like mm. the whole so beautiful. There's like flashes of that's pretty and then they ruin it and then she licks him and it's awkward and I don't understand. How about that stare she gives him? You know. I know. <laughs> yeah, yes. We've talked about that before. <laughs> it's so For- weird. Like Lions don't play like that. They don't. Oh, oh, it bothers me. Well, okay. As well, awkward as it is. Oh, oh. go ahead, <laughs> I was gonna say, as awkward as it is, to tangent just slightly, um, the most awkward. There, there's a scene in March of the Penguins, oh. which is a live-action penguin documentary narrated by Morgan Freeman. Yes. that came out several years ago, and there's a sex scene with the penguins in there and i was watching that with my parents and it was the most uncomfortable <laughs> yes. i've ever been in a movie oh, really? it's so prolonged and there is romantic music playing oh, as they nestle up against one another it is it is painful so yeah i i, I yeah this yeah. this scene does I would, and the lion king does bring me back to that i i watched um the matrix the second matrix was it Oh yeah. Yeah. My, yeah, yeah. Yep, the there orgy, was my yeah. yep, there was my dad sitting right next to me, my very conservative dad, and I was like, I want to die right now. I want to and now there's the sex scene and then oh, that's an orgy they're having and oh my gosh. No, they're not. They're just dancing and sweating. Okay. <laughs> no, it, not at all. It's no. Not, not at all. Nope. No. Well, now Trinity and Neo were having sex well, up yeah. there. Yes, but Okay, but it isn't just there's no room for the Holy Spirit between these people. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, I think I think Neo and Trinity were married, so it's all Holy Spirit. Oh no! <laughs> anyway, that was my tragic maker. Oh, Every time I watch the movie, I get angry. I'm, I wanted to say, Chrissy, <laughs> I haven't seen the the um, Broadway musical. I don't know how this is when it's humans playing these types, these right. characters and archetypes. You'll find out if. Uh, Christy, if if this was say a human Simba and a human Nala, would it have been as uncomfortable? 
Depends. Free Less. to watch? Less. Less. So in Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron, they have a similar scene between mm-hmm. Rain and Spirit. And and they're falling in love and they're wandering around together with a song being played and there's very there's a lot of similarities. But it doesn't it's like, oh, that's cute. They're falling in love. But it doesn't make me think, are they trying to pretend to have sex like people right now? I don't understand why they need to fall down on the cliff like that. But everything they do, like talking, animals don't talk. No, it's that they didn't need that. The way they sing. Though they didn't need it. <laughs> okay. They didn't need that one. I'm thinking of a very particular shot, and they didn't need it. It's okay. like zooming in on some guy's or some lady's chest as she's bending over in a movie. You don't mm-hmm. need, unless it's an yeah. inappropriate movie, you shouldn't be watching. They don't. Need, they don't necessarily need. I just just delete that one scene, and I could be okay with. You hear that, Logan? You don't need the flash. You have plenty of cursing and blood. You don't need that. So anyway. Uh, Logan. <laughs> but I a, like the flash. He's <laughs> oh my god. Speaking speaking of unneeded things. Okay, so this is my tragic maker, and it's it's similar. To, uh, it's kind of the same story with you, Blaine. Of you couldn't quite put your finger on it. It took me a while of thinking through this to what to figure out what actually I hated most about this movie, and what I came to was that I just hated how Simba's character is handled. Um, really? I, yeah, In I feel what like way? he goes from this entitled kid lion, this cub, uh, yes. to this lazy, non-committal adolescent oh lion. Yes. You and Love people it. who have normal emotional reactions to things and you hate them. <laughs> No, no, no! Let him finish. He's not done. And then, so far, I'm loving the story. And then he takes this like 180 to become this hero that's just totally willing to take responsibility for his, I guess, what would become his pride, and even to the point where he's willing to admit, even though he actually didn't kill his father, he thought he did. And he's like, "Yeah, I killed my dad," and just I'm just gonna lay that out there. I feel like that's too quick of a change. I didn't uh, buy Groundhog's that Day. Tra- tra- he had ten thousand years in Groundhog's Day. What are nope. you talking about? Yes, he did. Nope. Yes. Nope. Mathematicians well, he had more have than three. <laughs> he did have more than three. That's right. That was long enough. Um, but anyway, anyway. So you you're thinking that the character development wasn't there wasn't there was too short of an arc for him to exactly. go from yeah it was responsible to responsible. It wasn't an arc. It was like a a, a, a spike, like a hyena's a spike so sharp, <laughs> Mega Man would die on it instantly. I think it was there the entire time. I think it was no. in him. He just needed somebody to. He needed the ghost of his dad to pry it open. I don't think so. It I don't would, feel like yeah, because that never ever happens because you're a solid locked box that doesn't change immediately. <laughs> no, I feel no, like he should gradual. have changed more gradually. That's the thing. I I saw the, him change. The movie I wasn't long it. enough. And here's okay. So this is a bit of a retro retro re re rewrite where Francisco tells you how the movie should have been made. Oh my god! Also gosh. called Francisco's fabulous fan fiction. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so here's how I say you change this. First, you replace "Can you feel the coitus tonight?" sequence <laughs> with a train a train montage of him and Rafiki. So oh. Rafiki's like training Simba, um, maybe giving him wax some on, wisdom as well. Yeah, kind of a Mr. Miyagi dynamic, um, or uh, or maybe maybe better yet, we see uh, an eye of the tiger is playing. Or, <laughs> 
<laughs> that would fit better. Nice. Because I was thinking the monkey kung fu style doesn't really jive well with the anatomy of a lion. That's a good point. <laughs> um, but I, I, I feel like you could redo this. Maybe, and maybe you see uh, Simba's character grow differently because maybe he decides, okay, I'm going to go back and go with you, Rafiki, for some other reason that they have. Uh, maybe Nolamicism, and that's why you, uh, Rafiki comes back by himself. So we don't have that two things, uh, Nala and Rafiki. And then Rafiki just says Nolamicism. I don't know. but So instead Simba, of running through the desert slowly, he has a, a, a training montage that or, lasts just as long. Well, yeah, or he, you see moments of him like, Working through similar to I almost think Mask of Zorro, you see different moments where he's learning to be more of the king that he is inside him. I agree with you, Christy, that is inside him, but he's just like pushed aside for so long to have him all of a sudden, oh, I am the king, yeah, it just seemed too much. Anyway, that's I think a training montage of some sort would have gone better, and you could have used that time for the Elton John song to you to do that. Nope. You prefer the the Elton, Elton John song. It's the original movie. Yeah. <sighs> okay, fine. So that's my tragic well, maker. I think that that sounds terrible to have a training montage. Dun, 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> little boxing gloves. Dun, dun, dun. I, I believe that somebody can change that fast. All right. I, okay. Especially if somebody says, I believe in you. I believe in you. And especially if the one person you look up to says, I believe in you and you can do this. But but the thing you is, can with, change fa- you, are you talking you about do with, it, Francisco? Are you talking about Rafiki or Mufasa saying that? Yes. Oh, but, but Mufasa was like laying this Nala. guilt on him. As like, no, he not. wasn't. Yeah, he, was he was reminding you've, him. You've forgotten who you are. You've no, forgotten me. No, that's Jeez. not how he did that's not I know. I know that it. wasn't his inflection. But you could you Don't could take, take it so personally. No. Oh, I will. I will take it. It's not personally. at all. So when, when are it you going to go back? It is a call to greatness. And it is a reminder <laughs> yes. that he has greatness in him. And it's just a simple reminder. We've never ruled anything. No. So to understand what kings have to go through and the fact that you have to be confident and remember that you have greatness, it was just a reminder. I'm saying you could still have that scene at the end of the training montage and be training mar- montage sounds work terrible. much better. Terrible. Paul, what's the most terrible thing about this movie for you? The most terrible thing about this movie is telling somebody that their father's alive when they're really dead. Telling it, someone that what? The point. Alive. They do this in so many movies and it irks. It's like, oh, they're still alive as long as you remember them in oh. your heart. Oh, oh, okay. No, Thank Mufasa's you. dead. Well, except in this movie. This might in this movie might be the exception because he actually comes alive in the spirit clouds and well, talks to him. He's strong with but the force, this is, Paul. This is true. <laughs> but I it just reminded me of so many other movies where as like as long as you keep them in your heart, they will be alive. No, they're dead. They can't hug you. They can't give you advice unless you read their writings it's, or something. Well, it's like their memories are with you. Yeah, so it just took me out of the movie made me mad then because i forgot oh yeah he does come back he shows him a puddle of himself it's like what's more <laughs> insulting your dad died and he's like no he's alive that would bring such hope if you actually believed him and you look down and it's just a mirror i would have broken that monkey's neck <laughs> oh, my, <God. laughs> my isn't looking so bad now huh christine <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I still can't get the idea of a training montage out of my head. It makes oh, me make so this good. face. Because you can't get it out of your head just tells me that it needs to be there. No, so but badly. the face I'm making is like I <laughs> ate a terrible sour lemon. So It no. reminds me of the 80s. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's exactly oh, what I Oh, my word. I sort of understand because if my... if. Not that it would happen, but if somebody came running over to me and said, oh, I saw your mom, I would be like, are you crazy? Also, who are you? Um, but I, I guess if that happened, if I didn't see her in the hospital, like this podcast is about to get really serious and morbid. If I didn't well, see her dead in the hospital, mm-hmm. I, I guess that that's, but he saw her him dead. No, see, it yeah. makes even more sense. I would. I. I don't. I think my argument would be. I don't know why Simba actually believes him. <laughs> His <laughs> eyes light up. Like, really? You've seen him? Oh wait. Um, well, maybe he wasn't dead like he thought he was. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been kid. so much. Yeah. long Exactly. He was like a this baby. It's been so many years. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. Oh, sorry, I yawned. Didn't mean to. I don't. Um. I yeah. No, the more I think about it, the more that it, that would be annoying to have somebody be like, he's. He's alive. Except for I really like that part where it's like he's inside you. And then it shifts and you can see Mufasa. Okay, that's different. He's it's inside so you. It's different than he's alive. I know. I know what you're saying. But I wouldn't take the scene out. I also like it when Rafiki's on the rock meditating. Correction. <laughs> I know your father. Sorry. That's so. fine. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? We've entered all our fine trajectories into the fine computer. Alice, do you have a fine solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. Do we rate The Lion King a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this, whether or not they've seen it before. Uh, Do we recommend, do we rate it a nostalgic? We'd say if you haven't seen it before, don't waste your time. But if you haven't seen it before, it's probably worth a rewatch and uh, just because it's nostalgic. Um, or a tragic, we'd recommend no one see this. If you haven't seen it before, definitely don't. And if you do remember seeing it as a kid and have good memories, just leave those good memories intact and don't sully it with a rewatch. All right. So let's Groundhog go day. around. <laughs> Sorry. And ask our all of us, our round table, how do you rate the Lion King? And let's start with our new guest, Blaine. I don't think it's any surprise, but I, I rate the Lion King a classic. Oh, come it on. After a, all our arguments? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a movie that means a lot to me personally. I think it is one of the better, if not the best, um, of the Disney Renaissance films. Ooh. And it's... It's one of the first, certainly one of the first Disney films I would recommend somebody start with out of all of the Disney Disney films. And again, part of that is because of personal attachment. But oh, I sure. think I think by any standard, um, this is certainly a, a Disney classic, which which makes it a classic. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right, hey Blaine, I just had a quick question. You uh-huh. said uh, you don't like. It's hard for you to pick best. Uh, you said this is the best of the Renaissance. Do you have a best anim- Disney animated movie overall? Just curious. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know that I could do that off the top of my head. All right, that's fine. Uh, Moving on. But this would this would be close. Blaine so. and I are close. so kindred. Yeah. Song of the South, Paul. Definitely a song of the yeah. South. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna sing that song now. 
Um, I'm totally kidding, listeners. Uh, we should review it. I can't. I thought it's out of print. You can't find it. I got a copy. Oh, if you okay. want one. <laughs> In my trench coat here. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. Okay, so classic from Blaine. Christy, how do you rate the Lion King? Tragic. Oh, I'm surprised you by that. You shut your pie <laughs> Classic, mm. classic, classic, and then some classic, and also add some classic on top of that because it's fantastic <laughs> and it's classic. Watch it. And if you, uh, watch, if you watch it again, watch it with me. Oh, my word. I found my Lion King twins. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, and also that we can't pick favorites. I love that. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. word. Can't pick favorites either. Unless you're asking me who my favorite husband is, because that's who we're in Cisco. <laughs> um, wait, your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Implying there's other than... I um, cannot disclose that information oh at this gosh. time. Paul, can you disclose your rating of The Lion King? You know, um, after everything we talked about, I still have to rate this a classic because there's so many. The good outweigh the bad. There are some bad. Yeah. What? I was going to say, you don't like Hans Zimmer, Paul. Let me remind you how much you don't like Oh, I know. And I thought Hans Zimmer's score was a little bit too repetitive. He takes one melody and recycles it over and over and over again. Oh, shut your face. You know it to be true. (laughs) It isn't true. I completely disagree with all the things they say about Hans Zimmer. (laughs) I completely disagree. She believes a lie. As much as you and Blaine like uh, Lanking, you and Paul differ about Hans Zimmer. Okay. Yes, that's all right. But I still have to go with the classic, despite the the Zimmerness. <laughs> oh my gosh, Zimmer's a genius. This is a classic, Han Sans Hans. Stop it! <laughs> Just, Hans? What are you saying right now? Well, because like saying I, I don't said, want you okay. to explain your joke. It's not going to make it funnier. <laughs> Unless you do it with German, because of Hans. <laughs> oh my god. Good to the chopper, Simba. It's not that too far. <laughs> oh, my. we're off the rails here, guys. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have three classics. Um, you know what? For me, don't do it. Um, classic, he's doing it. Classic, this, classic, I, classic. Okay, so this is one of those movies. Nope. Where it's amazing. You, <laughs> you got you have those movies where it's more than the sum of its parts, and you have those movies where. Even though all the right elements are there, it's somehow still doesn't live up to those elements. Nope. I don't I'd know. say Lion King just barely is the sum of its elements. And be and, I mean, and for me, it was enjoyable to watch again. Um, it's quotable. I didn't fall asleep during it. I guess I'd show it to my kids. Yes. I don't know. It's yes. not on the top I of my list for guess that. Yes, it's a classic. Yeah, and pretty much I, I'm going to say classic. A very, very, very tepid classic for me. Well, Reluctantly. You drink tepid water, so. I drink hot water. Hot. No. Um, anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Um, making a point. Okay. Hyena's uh, <laughs> back. <laughs> No, a Simba arc. That much of a point. Uh, All right. Well, with all of that, the Retro Rewind podcast rates The Lion King, a unanimous classic movie, 
somewhat nope, begrudgingly. No, it's hot. It's uh, hot classic. It's not tepid. It's we not recommend cold. It's hot. you go out and see this uh, for the first time if you haven't seen it before or rewatch it again uh, sometime soon. All right, let's move on to our feedback section. Rewatch it with me. Crumpsats online. Receiving incoming transmission. All righty. So we have some awesome feedback, uh, quite a bit of feedback, some general, some um, very particular. Uh, uh, but this is essentially ones that weren't about Lion King, but just the podcast or past episodes in general. So first off, uh, uh, guest host, uh, recurring guest host, Patrick oh, I Patrick. thought you said guest hoser. No. <laughs> I don't a? think he's Canadian. Uh, <laughs> he had uh, uh, four points he wanted to make, and he sent these over to me. Here's what he had to say. First up, the R the Retro Rewind podcast officially keeps me company on my morning walks with my dog. I usually queue up an episode and listen through throughout the week. Uh, Jaws was the episode for this week. Uh, oh, no. I think <laughs> Denayberg <laughs> is a fantastic guest host. Hey, catch. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> no, it's true. Because she was on Jaws. So yeah. that's why All that's her right. this is Jaws centric. Um, I'll forgive it. I've listened to her on both <laughs> Jaws and War Games, and her insight is really great. I guess you have to live up to that, Christy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Danae is so insightful. <laughs> I'm so like a shotgun in life. I, I wish I was more like a laser. To- I love having you on this. Sh- I love having all our guests on the I'm show. I'm like a honestly. paint splatter. And you guys is like an oil You guys painting. can't say your favorite movies. It's hard for me to nail down my favorite guests. Except for I'm Paul. right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but he's not really a guest. Anyway, moving on. Um, third, this is again Patch. Uh, pertaining to the Jaws episode specifically, I really like the comment. Uh, Francisco made about Spielberg's stress levels and pressure possibly manifesting themselves into Brody. That could very well have been the case, and if so, would be a great bit of insight in watching the movie. Well, thank you very much, Patch. And finally, your awesome Stay Golden Pony Boy. Stay That's Gold right. Pony Boy. I don't get the Pony Boy it's reference. It's Outsiders, Patch. right? Yeah. I, I've yeah. never seen Outsiders. So Me neither. Get with it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. Sounds like we need to review it. No. Okay. So thank you so much, Patch, for that awesome feedback. It's so good to hear that. Um, now, uh, Patrick Kramer left uh, feedback uh, regarding our Aladdin episode, which Christy was also on. Hello. Um, and I Hello. thought it was appropriate to wait till our Lion King, Lion King episode to share it. So here we go. Uh, so Patrick says, this is Patrick Kramer, not Patrick Hicks. Uh, and you can also listen to Patrick Kramer on past episodes as well. He says... Recently, Disney has really returned to form with its animated musicals. Tangled, mm. Frozen, and Moana all have fantastic scores and yeah. very memorable songs. Yeah. Mm. While I miss hand-painted cell animation, no, oh, you're in good company, Patrick, uh, Walt Disney Animation has finally found their creative groove with computer-rendered animation. Gone Thanks are to Pixar. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they have their own now. It's not yeah, just but they, Pixar. That's because they combined forces with... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Gone are the days of films where nothing but eye candy. I'm looking at you, Dinosaur, Chicken Little, and Meet the Robinsons. And have given us. Those were good compared to what? Valiant? And what were some of those other. Anyway, go ahead. I don't know. And have given us fantastic stories with very fleshed out characters that 
an audience can relate to and will stand the test of time. I'm not 100% sure why I wrote this comment, but it was prompted by something in this podcast. LOL. Uh, I, a little trivia about Robin Williams' performance in, uh, in Aladdin. In general, animators will have animatics or rough sketched animations prior to voice performance recordings. However, as Williams' performance included quite a, quite a bit of, or quite a little of improvisation, I think that's quite a bit of improvisation, animators waited until his sessions were completed before beginning any of the genie sequences. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, I didn't realize that. Thank you for that. I'm so glad we prompted all that, Patrick. That was awesome. Uh, so thank you for sharing. Uh, Nathan James Norman says, props for featuring the controller to the greatest video game system ever in your logo. (laughs) And he's talking about, we have the Super Nintendo controller, the American version with the purple buttons uh, in our logo. If you've seen our cover art, you've you've seen that. Uh, Yes, I I had a little bit. It's the one percenters logo. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, So thank you for leaving that, uh, Nathan. And finally, uh, Peter Guzman says, Hey, Francisco, I'm currently listening to all the Retro Rewind episodes. Nice. Whoa, good for you. Will Peter hear us? Eventually. Yeah, I think, I don't know if he started from beginning and is trying to catch up. I think he's listening to current episodes. No, this part right now. Yeah, he will. Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure because we're like, yeah, good job to someone who will never hear us yeah. say good job. I think you're referencing because <laughs> well, some patrons hear some things. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit, but this is this is the normal episode we're in right now. Oh, okay. <clears> just <throat> double checking. No, thank you, Chris. You passed A+. Plus. Good job. <laughs> Hooray. Uh, anyway, I'll start. Oh, so he's currently, Peter's currently on episode 25. I have a long way to go. I do love how you and uh, Powers, Paul, get yes. along. I also love the guests you have. Uh, then regarding episode then regarding episode 26 on Monty Python, <laughs> I'm with you, Francisco. This movie is not for me as well. I'm adding that I'm emphasis. Sorry. <laughs> add you that, need but... to leave. <laughs> no, don't leave, Peter. Stay, stay at my side. No. I, I was only able to watch 10 minutes of it, then just what? turned it off. Yes, that's right. Also, All I, I do you. not. Fi- <laughs> I do not find British humor well funny. Yeah, sad day. It's hilarious. Whatever, whatever. So thank you, Peter, so much for that was really that educational. There, it's a good comeback. Oh my gosh! <laughs> whatever, keep, whatever. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Almost there. Almost there, Francisco. Um, if you have uh, any feedback for us uh, on this episode or any other, you can leave them in the comments. You can join our Facebook group at uh, just go f- retrorewindpodcast.com slash group and you can join and I'll redirect you to the Facebook group. Join us there. Lots of awesome conversation happening there. Also follow us, follow us on Twitter. Twitter. Paul will mention all these later on. But I do want to say, since Christy uh, mentioned it just a second ago, versus will will Peter hear this? Um, what, what's that about? So we've pretty much reached the end of this episode, uh, but it's actually not the end of the show in totality. Uh, much like uh, bonus level or special uh, bonus stage in Star Fox Super Mario World, or if you've played the Lion King uh, video game, that was actually a pretty fun video game. Uh, there's extra things you got to find all the coins or all, I forget what you're collecting in that game. Anyway, tangent. 
There's bonus content to this Lion King episode for you to discover. You don't need a cheat code or anything like that. You just need to become one of our awesome patrons on Patreon for as little as a dollar an episode. And that'll give you our new tubes, our 1.21 game watts. We just played Arigato Mr. Filmbato again. Someone was out for blood, really took the other two by the jugular. I'm not going to say who that was. But I think she's she might be proud of her accomplishments. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> um, uh, we also get pre-post shows. Uh, we have movie commentaries, some current movie reviews, um, and there's even more if you want to give more. So uh, please consider being one of our patrons on Patreon. You can Patreon. You can go retrorewindpodcast.com/slash/patreon or patreon.com/slash/retrorewindpodcast. My only other announcement is go to com slash vote to vote on the movies we cover. You can vote them up and down if we are to close voting today. Uh, these are pretty much fixed. Oh, well, there's a little bit of fluctuation, but uh, top five movies right now are The Emperor's New Groove, Tron, Spirited Away, Robin Hood, the Disney Fantastic. Robin Hood. And remember the Titans. So that's bumped your newsies down, Christy. Not fantastic, <laughs> but it is a great movie. Indeed. So if you uh, want to see any of those movies knocked down or other movies moved up, go and vote there. All right, Paul, uh, uh, take it away. All right, next time we'll be going back to the year 1995 for the first Toy Story movie ever. Uh, but until then, you can find us on theretrojunkies.com. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and support us through Patreon and PayPal and follow us on the social media like Twitter, Pinterest, and everything. But if you want to find me personally, you can go to pauljpowers.com where I have all my social media links and uh, go there and say hi. I'm hi. Lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thank you, as always, for being an awesome first mate, an awesome friend, an awesome uh, You're welcome. fellow lion, I sure. guess. You, you, you always make sure I, you're always, I'm trying to tie and be prepared, but I'm nope. totally, nah. totally landing. Not prepared to do Not that, prepared. are you? <laughs> no. But thank you, Paul. And I want to say a special thank you to Chrissy for coming back to the show. You're very welcome. Is there anything you'd like to promote and how can people find you online? Um, Facebook, Christy, Ruiz. Through Francisco, no one finds me online. Just go to our host page for nobody finds me online. I just want more friends. They do find you. They just don't say anything. They just watch. That's creepy. (laughs) Yeah, those aren't friends. Those are stalkers. Um, I don't have anything to promote. I guess I don't know. Send me money so I can go to my black belt test. No, I'm just kidding. Don't send me money. You can send. Do it. Do it. We have a PayPal. By all means, I'll, if you if you just mark this is for Chrissy's black belt test, I will oh, give it to her. That's sweet. Um, it's okay. Anyway, thank you for, again, Chrissy, for being on the show. Yes, and thank you so much, Blaine. I've said a bit a lot of times, but I want to say thank you again for doing a take two with us, and for not just being all grudgingly like Jesus Francisco <laughs> can't even hit the record button. What kind of like. Uh, noob podcaster are you no thank you That's so much for your internal voice coming back <laughs> to the show and being on again will you please tell us where people can find you um if there's any uh please feel free to promote all your podcasts um yeah go for it <laughs> 
Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me and having me back on and <laughs> totally. listening as I fight through all of this sickness. So um, I co-host a podcast with my wife called Real World Rewind. Which is an um, awesome podcast, by the way. Go check that out. Thanks. Um, and we, we look at movies that are a little bit older, and we do film and theology work analyzing them and just talking and hanging out. It's a lot of fun. It's actually a, a sort of a spinoff podcast to a larger podcast um, that is called Real World Theology. So you, nice. you, you will go and find r- the Real World Theology podcast feed, and there are individual Rewind episodes in there. We put one out a month, and we usually keep them uh, between 30 and 40 minutes nice. um, because we try to be mindful of your time, especially given the um, Real World Theology parent podcast, which is longer. Ah. So you can check out Real World Rewind. Um, I also write um, written reviews at, at Real World... Uh, theology.com. I write at a site called ChristinPopCulture.com. There I'll write about movies and not just movies. Then there I'll write about comic books or music or oh, cool. really whatever I feel like writing about that's that's pop culture related. Nice. Um, so you can check it out there. And I also co-host another podcast called Home One Radio, and it is a Star Wars podcast. Um, so we look at stuff in the Star Wars canon, and we're really focused on the stories of Star Wars, so we try mm-hmm. to dive deep into the stories. We don't really get into speculation or news or anything like that. Oh, okay. And we try to make things really accessible for new fans who want to come in, as well as people who have been with the franchise forever. So I think those are all of the things that I have to plug. Nice. And, Would you oh. at all be interested in starting a podcast where we talk about the Star Trek canon? Oh, no, it's No, we wouldn't. Shush, shush. <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, I'm not messing, but I'm also messing. Anyway. I'm sure there are a crack ton of podcasts about Star Trek. I canon. want a good Surely. one. I've good good podcast and none of this weird mouth noisy pop and stop it stop it <laughs> very picky wow <laughs> just saying um i was gonna ask uh blaine you said the stories of star wars you mean like the novelizations of the movies or the the extended universe novels or just the movies what do you mean what did you mean yeah that's a good question i could have made that more clear so really looking at star wars as a story we we do dive into the films for instance but also um, novels, but really just looking at uh, Star Wars as one big story oh, or okay. a collection of, of little stories. Okay. Like um, Monty so, Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, my there you go. gosh. <laughs> Except way, 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 way better. Okay. <laughs> and we do some interviews with um, Star Wars authors and or artists. Oh, sweet. Um, anybody we can, we can get Have a hold you, of. Like George Lucas? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um awesome and thank you again blaine for being come back to the show being on the show to begin with is awesome having you as a guest and hope you can join us again absolutely it was a lot of fun awesome uh and for me you can find me on twitter i'm at fxruizx i'd like to promote my services as weapon graphic designer uh my portfolio is at fxrdesign.com i'm also doing uh, graphics work now on fiverr.com that's fiverr spelled with two r's you can find me there at fiverr.com slash fxruiz uh so thank you so much I, i thank all these guys for being here on the show but thank you you listening right now so much for for taking the time to listen to this episode um, listen to our podcast in general, whether you're, you're, this is your first time, whether you subscribe and listen to all the episodes. Um, we pray that 
this show and this episode would bring a smile to your face, bring you some joy today, especially if you're having a hard day. Um, we hope you're able to laugh some. Um, just remember the Lion King and uh, the good feelings that it brings you. Uh, or just be sort of Can you with feel me the love the, tonight? You know, like, that was, I should have gone there. That was way better. Um, but uh, thank you for listening. And uh, like a Pokemon trainer, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. So be prepared. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Hey, did we order this podcast to go? Because no. there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I don't know where it's. Oh my goodness.